Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Out and About with Antoinette. This is a podcast where I have an opportunity to interview some amazing people who are from in and around the state of Delaware that are doing positive things in their communities. Now, let's think about this. You know, as we go through life, there's going to be some trials and, and tribulations, and most of us have learned lessons along the way. These lessons have given us strength to go on. But have you ever wanted to share those lessons with others, especially to our younger generations? Well, if so, today's discussion with my special guest, Katrina Jacobs, will definitely be of interest to you. Let me tell you a little bit about Katrina. She is the author of A Walk of Faith, 31-Day Devotional and Prayer Journal. She is also the founder of the Nahima Hope Foundation, whose goal is to help families that are going through cancer or some other form of crisis. She is on a mission to empower, inspire, and motivate women and their families. Her goal is to inspire others to rise above their circumstances by plugging into the power of faith, God, and purpose. Katrina is a minister, a speaker, an encourager, and an advocate, and she's a mom too who resides in Delaware County, Pennsylvania. Katrina, welcome to Out and About with Antoinette. Thank you. Thank you, Antoinette, for having me on today. Well, I'm so super excited because, you know, you reached out to me and you had this book. I'm like, OMG. Jeezy, I need to have her on the show. But before we even get into the conversation about your book, A Walk of Faith, please share with us a little bit more about yourself and that of your journey thus far. Okay. Um, so I'm a mom. Uh, I went through losing three children. Um, I lost my first child um, at the age of 22. My daughter was born with hypoplastic uh, left heart syndrome. So she lived for um, about four months. And so um, what happened is I was pregnant and I found out during my pregnancy about four months um, that I was going to have a child that was going to be born with a heart condition. And so um, I had the option of aborting or I had the option of carrying the child to full term. Um, and then when she was born, that between two to four days of life, I would have to um, have open heart surgery. Mm. And so um, I had my daughter. What, 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 the, the perfect way is we wanted to have her in Philadelphia. I ended up going in labor here in Chester. So they had to, as soon as I had her, I was able to hold her and they had to ship her straight um, by airlift to Philadelphia. So I was still in the hospital. I got to see her for a brief moment. And um, the next day I had to leave the hospital. You know, you're normally supposed to stay for two days. I left mm -hmm. um, and, you know, they wanted to know if I was okay. And I said, I'm fine. And so I had to leave to um, give them consent to do um, the surgery. And so uh, that was my, my first real major experience um, at life of just really going through something, really, really trying. And um, so about two days old, she had the open heart surgery and they told me, you know, here's your child. And they didn't tell me that from the surgery that she would still be open. And so for weeks and weeks, I stayed in the hospital and I was, I had to see her hooked up to 14 machines. Mm. You know, I got to actually see what the heart beats like and all of those other amazing things that we take for granted. And so um, that was the first time I had to really put my faith to, put my faith to work. You know, being, being brought up in a Christian family, you know, we hear about God and we stand on 
you know, all of those promises. But this was one time where I really had to um, use my middle name because it's Katrina <laughs> Faith and I had to put it to work. And so that was my first experience. In 2018, uh, my oldest son, he was in the 12th grade and he was sick uh, for about a week or so. And he kept saying, mom, I just really don't feel good. And so I took him to our local hospital when they ran some tests. They actually thought he had mono, um, the kissing disease. Mm-hmm. And so that didn't work. You know, that really wasn't what it was. And so I went on a couple more days and his doctor, actually the strangest thing, the emergency room doctor called me back and left me a message. And he said, you know, how are you? How's your son? So that kind of struck me. And I was like, wait a minute, something may not be right. Cause you never get a call from an emergency room doctor. Right. And the next day my doctor called his doctor and he said, um, we really need you to come in. It was on a Thursday, February the 4th of 2017. And they say, we need you to bring him in on Saturday. And I say, Saturday? They say, yes. And so I um, prepared to take him in on Saturday, uh, February the 6th of 2017. And the doctor really didn't know what was going on. They said, the only thing we know is his lipase numbers, which was his liver function. Mm. They were elevated. They were still baffled. And after I sat there, um, I heard the voice of the Lord say, take your son to DuPont. Mm. And it was clear as day. And I heard him say, take him to DuPont. And that day we had man's prayer at our church. So I sent my son with the men. He went with my um, brother-in-law and I took him to DuPont. But then being in DuPont, maybe a half an hour. Mm-hmm. The good thing was I had all the, the um, records from the hospital. So I took the paperwork and the doctor, she said, we've seen this happen many times in kids where they never get sick till later in life. But she said, we, we think your son has leukemia. Mm. Wait a minute. You know, and to me, I say, this doesn't happen in my community. You right, know, we don't right. get leukemia. And so... Um, after running further tests, um, it was determined that um, at the moment what happened, he needed a transfusion. His, his, his um, blood was really, really low. He was down to a 6.6. And so the first thing is the doctor said, I don't even know how he's still functioning, you know, with his um, blood count being that low. And the next day they gave him a transfusion. That Monday, they gave him a, a bone marrow transplant, mm. a bone marrow aspirate, where they go into your, your spine and they sent it to Florida February the 15th of 2017. We found out for sure. We were actually on our way home. All the other tests showed that he was anemic. And they said, we're waiting on one more test. And they said, if that test comes back that he has cancer, you know, you guys will have to stay at least for a month. Mm-hmm. And so the test came back. Uh, we had one bag on our, one hand on our bag and the other hand on the door. Mm-hmm. And the doctor walked in and said, you know, your son has leukemia. And he was 17, you know, mm-hmm. never been sick um, <laughs> a day in his life. So from that moment on was really life-changing. Um, it's like, what do I do in this moment? Katrina, you have been walking in faith. <laughs> you are definite. Now you said you lost three children, right? So that was two. So, um, he, he lived for 18 months. He fought hard and 20, um, so we're in 2022. I'm just thinking where we are 20. I'm so sorry. I'm no, you're good. Okay. I mean, I can't I'm imagine. trying to remember the year. It just all happened so fast. So in 2021, I went to um, Denver, Colorado. Um, my aunt, my mom's first sister passed away. I mean, you know, her one of her siblings. And mm-hmm. this was the first time my mom had lost a sibling. So most of my siblings, because it's eight of us, most of us went, mm-hmm. six of us went with my mom. And um, on my way to my aunt's funeral, I... The strangest thing happened that morning. I was on the phone and I was praying for my cousin, which was my aunt's daughter. Mm-hmm. And I remember saying to God, Lord, whatever we're faced with today, give us peace. And I remember praying that. And I went to take a shower. I turned the water on and three minutes later, my phone rang and it was my, um, it was his aunt, my son's aunt, 
which was his dad's sister. And I missed her call. And the next thing I know, it was his father on the phone. And I got the news that my son had been shot. Mm. Um, I'm all the way in Denver, Colorado. He's here in PA. And the only thing I can remember is I had just prayed for peace. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and I just felt like even though I didn't know what was going to happen for that day, you know, I believe. And I think that's why we're like really just wanted me to really write more with the book of Walk of Faith. It's because a lot of times we say we have faith, you know, but it's like, do we really have it in our back is totally up against the wall? And, you know, what we're going through is unbearable or just seems like it doesn't make sense. And um, in that moment, all I felt was peace. You know, it, it was it was strange. I feel peace even in the moment of what it makes sense. And I remember praying to God and I was like, God, you know, you're able, you know, you're omnipotent. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, you can touch him, everything can be okay. And um, I remember saying, God, you're omnipresent. And what I got out of that moment is God was omnipresent with me. He knew what was taking place with my, my son right. at the moment. Right. And I believe oh. that's why he allowed me, even though I was praying for my cousin, he allowed me. And I believe like sometimes when we intercede or we pray, you know, sometimes we don't want to do someone else. Right. Right. Yeah. And it's not really about them. Like what we're doing is really for ourselves. <laughs> And so um, when I called home and I told my older sister, you know, what was going on and what I needed them to do, mm-hmm. um, the one thing she said to me is, I, I feel such a peace about you. And she said, I just can't understand it. And I said, you know what? I think it's the peace that surpasses all understanding that, um, you know, it, it's still unbelievable, <laughs> but I know it's only the grace of God that I'm here. Katrina, I can't today. imagine. <laughs> I cannot not. I just, you know, I mean, I went through my own thing with my son and being a preemie and you know them saying that he wasn't going to live and the day that he actually transitioned with the day that my sister was killed in a car accident and then he came back so I went through that whole thing so I've been walking in faith but I I was depressed and angry um Mm -hmm. and to hear you you know you what you've gone through in you know in your young life um I can't imagine. I, I can't imagine. And so I know that he has put you here for a reason. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, you walk that faith. I mean, again, we, you know, having a losing, losing a child or having a child diagnosed with cancer I, is unimaginable. I mean, I'm, I'm a member of the cancer club. My husband was diagnosed, is, di- is diagnosed with colon cancer. Um, but and I love him and we've been together 32 years and he's doing great. But I can't imagine a son, you know, my sons, I look at my sons up and as, as of course, as, as, as a black mother, we're, we're in fear of our sons leaving the house every day, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. every day that they leave the house. And obviously you live that trauma. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I wanted to take a break, but I don't want to take a break because I, I want to know, you know, you know, what, were there, was there any, I mean, what, what was it that kept you going and not only kept you going, but then you became a, a conduit or, uh, you know, someone that could, other women can talk to. I mean, I'm just, I um, want to hear about well, that. I'll, I'll really go into this. And I shared that I had to speak Sunday at an, at an event. Mm-hmm. I know it was a whole bunch of different races. I mean, nationalities there with some Muslims. It's the grace of God. Mm-hmm. I love to share this testimony. When I lost my first daughter, I lost it. You know, that's the part that people don't want to talk about. I'm, I remember losing it. I really remember for a whole year, I don't know if I was coming or going. And I remember saying to myself, does my family really know like how off I am? Like, this is what I'm thinking. I was still functioning, but it was just, I would just sit and stare at the wall. I would just sit and be like in a daze. I would sit and not 
be in touch with myself or it, it just didn't make, you know, I just, I, I feel like I was present, but I wasn't present. You know, I wasn't mentally present. And I'll say all of that to say, I remembered in those moments, um, I was sitting, I would sit in front of the TV and I would watch TBN. And, um, you know, we take like Christian television for granted, right? And, so I'm sitting <laughs> in front <of> it. <laughs> and I'm listening to the word and I'm just allowing it. You know, like God, when he really talks about allowing it to renew your mind. Like I was letting that thing like come into me and pour into me. And I would just sit there and I would, you know, and I'm pacing back and forth and I'm going back and forth, you know, because I was just out of it. And I remember one night um, at that point I was smoking. And so I remember smoking, um, you know, one night I was smoking weed and I had took um, like a pill. I took half of mm-hmm. a pill and I remember it. I thought I was going to really, really lose it. And I remembered, um, I'm a dreamer. So I see myself outside of myself, outside of my house. Right. And I remember calling my mom, it's four in the morning. And I say, mom, I need you to pray. And she said, what's going on? What's going on? And I said, I'm on my way. And I, I used to live like in a really bad neighborhood. And I was like, mom, I don't, you know, think that this is safe. <laughs> you know, right, right, right. I said, it's pray. But I knew, I'm saying what I have to say, I knew the power of prayer. And so she began to pray for me. And um, so after that, you know, I kind of began to like come back around. But the main point I was saying is I would dream about people that were homeless or that were walking up and down the street. And God was showing me that I was so much in the same way that they were mentally. You know, even mm. though I had this family, it was at one point when I was like wearing sweatpants and I wouldn't comb my hair and mm-hmm. you know, I'm just walking around looking crazy. Right. And I didn't have to, you know, I had this family if I, you know, if I needed something, you know, but I, my mind was so mentally off that nothing really mattered. And I remember laying there one day and I heard the Lord in my dream, he said, you're going to preach mental health. <laughs> He's saying this and my mind is all over the place. (laughs) I thought it was a joke. And I said, God, you want me to preach mental health? And what kept happening in that season is so many people that were on the street would come up to me, like the people that nobody wanted to deal with, right? The people that stink, the people that were dirty. Right, right. We walk and we just walk by them. They were the people that God was showing me in a dream. And they were the people that I would walk by and they were, I would be like a magnet, you know, and then like I do outreach work at the church and they were the people they're drawn and they would come to me. And I'm just like, Lord, but I'm saying all I have to say, God was showing me that there was hope, right? You know, he was showing me like the power of, um, and you know, with me and my, my, my Christian background, he was showing me the power of faith. And so I really believe that my message is to give that to others, you know, like for me personally, I believe in God and I know that. You know, that's where I find my strength at. And so I like to give that message to people that there is hope because I feel hopeless. And that's what I really, you know, want people to know. Like, it's not that every day is good. I grieve like everybody else. My son's birthday is Sunday. Wow. You know, my son would have been 23. You know, I dream, you know, he never had kids. You know, right. so many other thoughts that come into play. But, um, you know, I just lean on that. I just lean on God's promises. You know, and then every day I'm excited that I can think, you know, yes. we hear but when I can think clearly, um, I think that's one of the things that I really get excited about the most. Well, Katrina, I mean, yeah, you you literally turned that test into a testimony. And, you know, oftentimes people will talk about, you know, something, but they're not about it. You know, it's like, don't talk about it, be about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what you have done. And that's why I'm so excited, you know, for this conversation today. And we can probably talk you know, all day long, but uh, we're going to take a quick break right now. 
And when we come back, I want to continue the conversation um, with Katrina so that we can talk about her book, A Walk of Faith, how you can purchase a copy and where she's going to be speaking because she is a powerful speaker. And if you're in the area, the tri-state area, it doesn't matter. You need to check her out. So we'll be right back after this quick break. And don't forget, you can find and follow me on all my social media platforms by using the Linktree ID, A Blake Enterprises. We'll be right back. Are you ready to join the billion dollar podcasting industry? If so, Blake's Booth Podcasting Studio is ready for you. Whether you're just starting out and have no equipment or you are a seasoned pro but need help with production, Blake's Booth Podcasting Studio has everything you need. Conveniently located in Middletown, Delaware, Blake's state-of-the-art production facilities make producing your first or 100th podcast a breeze. No matter what kind of project you have in mind, the professionals at Blake's Booth Podcasting Studio can help with your production or give you the tools to produce it on your own. At the heart of Blake's Booth Podcasting Studio is award-winning blogger, vlogger, and CEO Antoinette Blake, and her goal is simple, to help one more entrepreneur be successful. So stop making excuses and start making your podcast, audiobook, e-course, and other online dreams come true. Call Blake's Booth Podcasting Studio now, 302-261-3530. That's 302-261-3530. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Antoinette Blake, the CEO of A. Blake Enterprises, social media marketing and consulting, an award-winning blogger, blogger, author, podcast host, professional speaker, and educator. And here on Out and About with Antoinette every week on a Wednesday at 1 p.m., I am interviewing a guest from in and around the state of Delaware who's doing positive things in their community. And today, my special guest, she is a child of God, a woman of faith who has turned a test into a testimony, Katrina Jacobs. She is also the author of A Walk of Faith, 31-Day Devotional and Prayer Journal. You know, Katrina, I always start my day with scriptures. Then I write into my gratitude journal. And that's how I'm going to begin my day. And I've been doing this for years. I've got books all over the place. <laughs> you know, you said, you know, before everything, how do you start your day? How, you know, is this something, was this the, the journal uh, to the journey of a walk of faith? Did you just have to write it out, get it out of your head? So um, actually in the book, you will find some of my personal testimonies. Okay. You will find, um, so each day, like you say, it's a 31 day devotional. You will find how I feel on some of those days. Like mm -hmm. I remember day one, I began talking about um, from darkness to light. I think that's the name of the title. And I began talking about that. And I used Joel Austin, how I really felt depressed at that moment. And I remember I was watching him, you know, and he was telling us that like, we had, we have better days to come. And so by me hearing that, you know what I'm saying? I begin to be motivated. So what you will get in the book is how I feel in that moment. And then I begin to talk about, it changed my, my mind to know that God had more in store for me. Right. And so sometimes we, you know, have to understand that words are power, powerful. Mm. And so in the book, I didn't, when I was writing the book, I also wrote the book in the process of after my son passed away, I started it in December of 2020. And then he passed away uh, March the 6th, which was my last child. He passed away March the 6th of 2021. 
So I had to go back to God. I remember one night laying there and um, I had already wrote out some stuff and I was on day nine talking about forgiveness. It was talking about Job. Mm. And I think that's, that's titled held up blessings. And it was saying, God bless Job, you know, after, um, I think it was after he forgave, you know, his friends. And it was, and then I began to talk about forgiveness. And so I was laying there one night and I was tormented over the fact that my son was murdered. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, and so I'm going over this in my mind and they're saying, you know, whoever did it, they believe was in the car with my son. And so I'm going over these thoughts. And I remember, you always hear people say, talk, you know, right when you're going through. Mm. And I remember saying, God, how am I really to finish this book in the middle of the most trying time in my life? Like, like I've been through losing two kids, but now this is different. You know, my son was taking from me and God, how am I supposed to finish? And I remember again, and I'm talking about having walking by faith. When you have a personal relationship with God and when you pray to him, it's not about just praying and getting up and moving. You have to sit there and allow him to respond, Mm. you know, so that you can get the answer. And I remember as I was talking to him, God said, even though you didn't know that this day was going to happen, I did. Right. And so I thought about it. God knew that I was supposed to write this book. Mm -hmm. And so he knew that even in the middle of me writing this book that I was going to be faced with having to forgive as Job did, you know? And so I remember laying there that night and I began to say, you know what? I don't want to charge in my heart these people that did this to my son, you know? And I be, I begin to think about Christ when he died on the cross and he say, forgive them for they know not what they've done. Right. I begin to really think about um, that particular scripture and that passage. And so in that book, and so believe, believe it or not, I began to finish writing that night. I begin to write about being revived, renewed, restored, because wow. I needed God for my emotions. I needed him, you know, to revive me. I needed, um, you know, to be renewed. I needed, and then I even, I think the, the fourth R was resuscitate. And I said, God is getting ready to resuscitate you. And what it was is I needed God to give me hope again, to give me life again. And that's the purpose of the book. That's what you will find in a walk of faith is the, the motivation to go on. You know, and that's where the scripture. And then one thing I love is it says for us to meditate. Like we meditate on things all day long, whether we know it or not. We have a problem. We have a bill. We're thinking about it all day long. Oh, so yes. Yes. And so that's why I came about with putting a song in there. Because I said, if you have a scripture, you're already reading, you're writing. But if you have a song that's in your mind all day, in one page, you'll find wait on the Lord. Right. right and that's a right. song. Those that <laughs> wait on the Lord. And then if you think about it, it's a scripture. You know, and so that's uh, where the song really came from. I feel like that was an added piece. Right. Um, help people really get through that dark moment. I love that. I mean, and, and and while I'm sitting here listening to you, I'm taking notes and I'm thinking, okay, so that her next book is going to be Revive, Renew, Restored. <laughs> that's going to be the next one, you know, wait on the Lord, be of good courage, you know, and he'll strengthen you. I mean, just imagine, I mean, I love, I mean, I love you and I have not spent that much time with you and I know that I need to, and I know that there's so many others that need you. So where can we find you? Where are you going to be? What's happening? Where, you know, are you going to be in local um, events? I mean, how, what's happening? Tell us what's happening next with you and how we can connect sure. with you. Great. So on May the 7th, I have an event that I'll be doing. It's um, with an organization. Just want to make sure I give you the right name of the organization. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let me go back just a little bit. It's going to be from two to seven mm-hmm. on May the 7th in Chester, PA at Sinai de York. Mm-hmm. 
That's the name of the place. And the name of the organization is called the Chester Healing. Chester Healing. And it's a, a fairly new organization. Okay. And so what they're doing is the um, they're going to actually be honoring some mothers or some mothers will receive like awards and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. But um, it's an event for mothers that lost their sons to gun violence. Okay. And so I'll be one of the um, keynote speakers on that day, you know, sharing my uh, personal story and then right. you know, sharing about the book, you know, for people to just uh, try to get into a place of finding hope or being able to go give me uh, that address and I'll put that in the show notes so people will know where to go on the 7th of May between two and seven. Um, Great on that, on that day, but um, mothers who have lost uh, sons to gun violence. Okay. So that's going to be great. You know, and of course those, those tests to testimonies are going to be very powerful. Um, so that's going to be a wonderful day. Now your book, um, where can we, you know, purchase a copy? Is that something, you know, a walk of faith? How do we purchase a copy? Is that something that's online? Is that something with Amazon or, you know, is it, uh, how can we get that? Okay. So I am, I am on Amazon. You can look, um, up a walk of faith, a walk of faith, 31 day devotional and journal. So you can put that in, mm-hmm. or you can put my name, Katrina Jacobs in. But Katrina spelled with a C. Right. I was going to say, you got to put that Katrina. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so right. if you put in uh, C-A-T-R-I-N-A Jacobs, you know, my books will come up. Um, also, you can go to my website. And right. on my website, you'll find all types of great information. You'll see um, about my Nehemiah Hope Foundation as well. Mm-hmm. So that website is walkoffaithnow.com walkoffaithnow.com. Okay. Yeah. Great. So when you go to that, mm -hmm, so when you go to the website, um, it'll be a place where you can actually leave me a message, you know, let me know what you would like to do. And then I can order the book for you and send you a signed copy. That's the benefit. Oh, great, Um, great, great, great. Yeah. So that's the benefit of going to my website. You get a signed copy. If you go on Amazon, you'll still receive it. Right. Um, you know, but it just won't be a signed copy, but you can always still go to my website and reach out to me if you would like your copy to be signed. And you'll have copies at the event on the 7th, right? Yes, I'll definitely have copies um, at that event. Awesome, awesome. I think, you know, that's also something that um, people should think about, you know, if they do have organizations or churches or mosques or anything that, um, you know, where people are going through it, they should purchase a couple of copies, a couple of books to hand out, you know, at events or just to have in, in their library. So this is great. I'll reach out to a couple organization that I know of that this would make a perfect addition to um, any of their, their, their teaching in the classes, because again, you know, you, you've gone through it, but you continue to walk in faith and, you know, it's not about, you know, you can talk about it, but again, be about it. And that's what you're doing, Katrina. I'm so proud of you for anyone that may be going through it, you know, the first time, the second time, and, or like you, the third time, can you leave us with some words, you know, that might be of comfort to them? Sure. The main um, thing I would want to leave with you is just not lay there and die. And and I I know that we may still physically be living. um, But again, as I talked about on day nine in the book about being resuscitated, I didn't want to get back up. You know, I feel like it was okay. I feel like most people would say it's okay if she just gives up. You know, she lost three kids. I understand. She doesn't have to do anything else because of everything that she went through. And so my thing is to offer hope to people you know, get up at your own pace. Like I may not move the way someone else moved, you know, don't try to compare yourself um, to someone else and their success. The other thing is 
don't allow someone to put a timeline on your grief. Mm. You know, a lot of times we're grieving. Now, what I do want to say is that we can grieve with hope. Mm-hmm. We can grieve and go through and do something positive. You know, with my grieving, I started the foundation, uh, the Nehemiah Hope Foundation, where we're helping cancer patients, people that are dealing with cancer themselves, or even if you're the loved one of that person and you just want support. That was the purpose um, of that foundation is to, to be a help. And I'm saying that to say is in the middle of my pain, I had to come up with a purpose. And so that's what I want people um, to know on today. Find a purpose in your pain. Don't give up. Your loved one wouldn't want you to give up. You know, we still have so much more um, that we have to live for. And we have a purpose out here. Our purpose, again, may just be in the middle of our pain, in the middle of our test, in the middle of our trial. So don't give up. Um, Find hope, you know, at the end of the, the tunnel. You know, move at your own pace. You know, you can do a little bit. Some days I remember seeing something one day and they said, I support all of my friends at all of these places. One one lady was going to work. Another lady got up out of bed and her hair was all over her head, right? It was different pictures. And I was like, wow, this is so powerful. So get up. You know, even if you're getting up and you're coming downstairs, stay active. Don't just lay there and die. Don't just lay there and give up. Great. I love that. Thank you, Katrina. You know, you have really... Um, given us a lot of motivation, a lot of, you know, inspiration, education, you know, and, and obviously motivation to do that. So God is our source and everything is our resource. So I am so glad that I had you here today. I'm going to, you know, leave the show notes, let people know where they can connect with you and put out, you know, for the May 7th event. And again, I am so proud of you and I'm so glad that we've connected and, you know, keep the faith girl, because you got it. I know you got it. (laughs) Thank you so much. (laughs) And thank you. Thank you all for listening into today's episode of Out and About with Antoinette. Every week, I have the privilege of interviewing a guest from in and around the state of Delaware who is doing great things in their communities. And if you'd like to be a guest here on Out and About with Antoinette, please send an email to info at ablakeenterprises.com. And don't forget to find and follow me on all my social media platforms, including my blog and my blog by simply using the Linktree ID, A Blake Enterprises. Thank you for listening. Please share this link with your family, your friend, your bae, and your boo too. And until the next time, stay smart, stay safe, and stay social because I will see you in cyberspace. See ya. It's the DE Diva, a.k.a. the Delaware Blogger, wishing you and yours a beautifully blessed day. Bye-bye.